the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everybody, to Southern California Live. Good afternoon. It's hour two of our program today. It's so great to be with you. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalTalks or SoCalLive at KKLA.com. That's SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And um, it is Open Line Friday, so anything that you'd like to call about, you can. Any subject you want to talk about that might be on the news, might be on your mind, something about church, something about the Bible, anything at all, you can give me a call today. We'll change the subject and go to your calls. But it is Father's Day weekend, and so we're talking about dads. If you've got a great story you want to share about your dad, if you want to honor the the, uh, Lord by honoring your dad, Give us a call. Share that story. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Did you know that in the Ten Commandments, when we are told to honor our father and mother, that that verse is not written for the kids? It, you know, the kids count. They're part of it. But actually, that was written to adults, right? It's, we have to honor our parents even as we get older. And, uh, you know, for when you think about that, the Israelites wandering around out there, their parents are getting old. They're out there a long time and uh, probably getting hard to take care of, maybe hard to deal with. They had family problems the same way that we've got today. And yet we still have to find a way to honor our parents and to honor our father and mother. I want to encourage you to do that. I realize Father's Day is hard. It's hard for a lot of people. It's um, it's a different, carries a different emotion with it than Mother's Day does. Mother's Day is hard for some people too. Um, and if you just take an opportunity to call us and share a story about your dad and lift up your dad, it's a great way to do Father's Day and a great way to encourage other dads out there. Something else to do maybe is just encourage the dads. I'm a dad. My sons are 13 and 10. And, you know, we're entering a phase, I think, um, that I don't know what to expect the next few years. I sort of have it blocked out in my head. Okay, he's 13. I got five years uh, before he's 18. You know, and I don't know. When when do kids leave the house now? Is it 37? When are they going leaving? I think they leave, they go to college, and they come back. That's how it works out today. Um, now, I realize that at 18, you know, there's a grown-up. There's a lot that happens during that period of time. And I think back to my life and what I was like in high school, so many different things to deal with. Pray for our dads. Pray for for dads to be dads in a culture that sometimes doesn't really want them to be dads or doesn't want them to be men or doesn't acknowledge the desperate need that our culture needs for men to be men and dads to be dads. And, you know, there's, there's ways to explain that, but I don't think you really need to explain that. I think almost all of us have some understanding of what that means. Maybe it means something different specifically in our each, our, each of our situations. But it's the time now that we need good men, good parents. And if you're struggling in that area, let me tell you something too. If you're a dad and you're disconnected from your kids or you're struggling, do not give up. We had some great calls in the last hour about dads who don't give up, dads who pursue their kids all the way into adulthood. And that's something that I've learned. If you're a dad at any age, you still love and you care about your kids. I remember a guy in my church who was 
in his 90s, all worried about his son and decisions that his son had to make. And his son was 75. His son was, the decisions had to do with retirement and health issues and those kinds of things that you have to deal with. But his dad, who was 95, was worried just like I am about my 13-year-old. It doesn't go away. Don't give up. Keep praying for your kids and pray for that relationship. God can do amazing things when you pray. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Also, if you want to share a dad joke, I'm all ears for that. Let's have the best dad jokes that you've ever heard, okay? We can we can laugh and enjoy those or groan or whatever you need to do. I got one for you. Ready? Why are there Pop-Tarts, but there's no Mom-Tarts? It's because of the pastriarchy. That's a terrible joke, and I've been laughing about that most of the afternoon. Anyway, 888-528-2557. Uh, Cheryl from Inglewood, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Yeah, hi, hi, Cheryl. I would like to, um, yeah, hi, Cheryl. Yeah, I would just Cheryl. like to give to from my dad. He's no longer with us, passed away a few years ago. Um, but one of the things I wanted to share is just some advice he gave me when I was two years old that I followed ever since then. Um, he had said to me that, because I was, he was talking to me, my head was down. He told me, Cheryl, you should always look people in the eye. And I said to him, why? He said, that way they would never take advantage of you. And that always stayed with me. So it was something that I always made a conscious effort to do, was to look people in the eye when I was interacting with them. And I just thought I would like to share that um, with your studio, or I should say your radio audience. Yeah, Cheryl, did you feel like as you look people in the eye that that has maybe even saved you from a situation where somebody might take advantage of you? Yeah, I believe so. I believe it gives people um, an understanding that I'm not to be um, taken advantage of. I think being that I'm a female and I'm also a um, small person, I would think that that is why it's even more important for me to do that, you know, just mm. with people in business and such. Yeah. Well, I think your dad gave you great advice to look at people in the eye. Great advice. Thank you, Sherelle, for sharing that. You know, I don't know if people, and that's a great thing, I think, to share about our dads. What's the piece of advice that they maybe have just dropped with us that stuck that you really saw work? That is a good piece of advice, by the way. Look at people in their eyes. Look at, if you're struggling with that, don't look at both eyes. You can't really do that. Just pick one eye and stare at that one, okay? That's how it works. And, you know, don't stare. You have to look away, and there's a natural way of doing it. But when you look people in the eye, especially when you're doing business, especially when you are in a situation where maybe somebody can take advantage, there's a communication that's going on with the eye, with the facial expressions, with so many things going on. And, and Sherelle is right. Her dad was right. Uh, it matters. Look people in the eye. And I think it's a polite thing to do also. I think it helps make sure that you're engaged um, you know, do this with your, your spouse, do this with your kids. If you're a, you're a dad, you know, one of the ways you got to communicate with your kids and they notice my notice is get your head out of the phone or out of the TV and look at your kids in the eye when they're talking to you. Even if they're talking to you about things you don't understand, whatever their video game stuff is, whatever they might've been dealing with at school, connect with them that way. That's such great advice. Thank you for that, Sherelle. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Rita from San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Rita. I want to tell a story about... Hello? Yeah, go ahead. I want to tell a story about my dad. His name was Elder Willie B. Holmes. 
And growing up, we were very poor, but I didn't, we didn't know it was, we were poor. It was seven of us. And I remember on the weekends when my dad would get paid, he would take us out for dinner. And when he worked a hardship all week long, they would give him certain things at his job. He did construction. And anything they give him, because we always wanted a surprise from him, he would not eat it. He would bring it home and divide. Like if it was a little hostess lemon pie, he wouldn't eat it. He'd save it because we wanted something from him. And I remember the smell of that lunchbox. It was the worst smell ever, but we didn't notice it growing up. And I just wanted to share that story. But before I have a funny little story, before my dad became a minister, he used to smoke. But we never knew he smoked because he always smelled like lemons. So I asked my dad, once I was growing and had children on my own, I said, Daddy, why do you always smell like lemons? He said, because I used to smoke and I didn't want you guys to smoke. So we never smelled cigarette smoke on him. He always smelled like lemons. Huh. And I just wanted to share that story. I had a good dad. Oh, that's wonderful. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but he was a wonderful father. That's wonderful. Rita, I love that story. Uh, thank you for calling Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. Uh, you know, you'll always remember that smell. Rita will always remember the smell, that the lemons that was her that her dad would smell like, um, and that he was doing that for such a loving reason. It's hard, you know, if you're, you're smoking, you know that your kids can't... Uh, can't do that if you're if you're a much older generation you know you weren't raised with the idea that smoking was extra bad for you it might have been you might have even been told it's good for you uh so it makes it really hard but uh such a great story isn't that see that's a dad story there right that that is such a a great dad story she remembers the smell of his lunchbox and the the idea that they were very poor but she wouldn't know it you know, dads, we all worry about that. We don't want our kids to worry about adult things. I pray for my kids all the time that they just stay kids as long as they can to not have the worries of adulthood. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was I was an adult when I was nine, I think. But, uh, you know, not really. I enjoyed my childhood, but I kind of got into, I was into politics and other stuff when I was a little kid. I was a weird kid uh, in that regard. Um and uh, and that was okay, that part of it. I didn't have the worries of life. Um, but now that you kind of see how life goes, it's so great when you can help your kids not have to do that. I know that some of you as kids, you had to be, you had to be dad maybe when you were a little kid or you had to deal with some of the adult uh, things of this world. But if possible, that's something we always appreciate from our parents when they can let us be kids. 888-528-2557. Kim from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Tell us your story. Well, my dad was uh, grew up uh, on a farm. He was a very, very poor family, and he picked himself up by his bootstraps and, you know, really did okay uh, in business later on. But uh, when he was dating my mom, uh, they didn't have a telephone, and he was in love with my mom. And uh, there was another man that was pursuing my mom, too. And so uh, in order to call my mom, my dad climbed up the telephone pole that went by the farmhouse where he lived and uh, rigged it to where he could uh, call into the uh, town where my mom lived. And that's how he talked to her, every not just one time, but many times. No kidding. He climbed the telephone that's a pole. Tr- that's a true story. 
<laughs> that's a great story. That's a great story. Kim, thank you for sharing that story. You know, that's love, too. And, Go ahead. And if I can just uh, share this with your listeners, I'd like for them to lift me up in prayer because I'm in the same situation. I have a phone, obviously, but uh, I'm pursuing a woman, and there's another guy pursuing her, and uh, so uh, I'm in love with her, and uh, I want to win her heart. All right. Well, to you know, to let me tell you, is she a Christian woman? Yes, she is. And you're you're a follower of Jesus? Yes. All right. To win her heart, if that's God's will, and it may not be, and later on you'll you'll be happy if that doesn't work out, if because you'll meet somebody else. Okay. But make sure that you keep pursuit. Make sure you keep pursuing Christ, and make sure that that's what attracts her to you. All right, you don't pursue Christ in order to win her over. You just pursue Christ in your life. You grow in your faith. You trust the Lord. And if she's the right woman for you, she's going to find that attractive. But if you don't pursue Christ, if you're not obedient to Christ, if the way you treat her when you're with her isn't right, or if you're impatient, you know, uh, it's not going to work. You don't want that. Uh, So trust the Lord. And, you know, the thing is with Dayton is we're going to have a lousy batting average. You're going to go one for 10, one for 15, and you might have 14 broken hearts. But the one time when it's right, you thank God for the 14 broken hearts. Just trust the Lord and do what's right by her. All right, Kim, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Glad that you're with us today. You know, it's, it's, um, it's love that you're crawling up a uh, telephone pole to be able to make a call. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, generationally that's different. Uh, maybe young people today, they're pursuing people, you know, online, and there's so much different pressure there. I remember the first time I ever asked out a girl, we had, I had a phone that had the rotary dial on it. And you dial and go, take, it would take forever to dial a number, right? And then you could hang up, you'd get the number right to the last number, and it goes, then you'd hang up because you're nervous. Figure it out. Not anymore. Now you just see them right there online. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number. It's Open Line Friday. We can talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. But we're talking about... Fathers and Father's Day is coming up. If you'd like to honor your father with a story, tell us about your dad, something they did. I think that's a great idea. A piece of advice maybe your dad gave you that really stuck with you, if you want to share that with us. Also, maybe there's a story you know about your dad pursuing your mom, um, if, um, uh, if that is a great story to share like that. You know, times have changed. It's so uh, different with that. Did you know that uh, when you deal with this scripturally, there's so much in the Bible about being wise and being wise with, as a parent, as a father. There's a whole book about it. You know, dads, if you're looking for something and you just want to study, go in the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, it'll tell you how to be a dad. Uh, it, the Proverbs is put together uh, by Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. It's how the book begins. And it tells you exactly what it's for, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction and prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables and the sayings of the riddles of the wise. There is, this is an entire book that tells you how to live your life and it's good for you at any age, but the, the purpose of the book of Proverbs probably was a book for fathers to teach their sons, and it's equally applicable to uh, your daughters as well. And you 
it's brutal. The first 10 chapters or so, it's really talking about wisdom and how you need wisdom. And that's one of the big things for us dads is we've got to have wisdom. We have to understand that there isn't necessarily an answer book out there for how to deal with certain situations that come up with our kids. You know, there's great advice and there's great insight, but ultimately your kid is your kid and you are yourself as dad. How do you navigate the things that come up? How do you have patience? How do you model your faith? How do you uh, discipline when the time comes and how to not be so harsh that your kids get angry with you uh, because you were too harsh with them, but be harsh enough, if that's the right term, you know, stern enough to make sure that your point gets across. How do you make sure that you're showing that you, you love even when that's hard for you? Proverbs will help you with that. Verse 8, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. That's also something that uh, is a great piece of advice for, for dads, you know, do what your mother tells you to do. That's a great, I get out of things sometimes by that. I think maybe we cheat a little bit as dads. Do you ever do that, dad? Do you say, uh, kid comes to you and there's something's going on, you know, what do you say? This is what I say. Well, what'd your mother say? (laughs) I need to know. I need to know if there's already been a conversation that I should be aware of. Um, And, uh, you know, can I go over to somebody's house? Can I ride my bike here? Can I play, can I get this video game? Can I spend my money here? Can I do this? The first thing out of my mouth, fathers, is always, what'd your mother have to say about it? Because I do find that often uh, there already has been a decision made in our household, and that is the decision that ought to be made, ought to be kept there. Because, you know, I don't know. I'm different. It might be like, yeah, do whatever you want to. You want to blow all your money on a video game? Son, you go right ahead. Um, Mom is going to maybe have a different answer, and it will help you a lot. So I think that's why that's right there in Proverbs. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. That's like the first thing out of this father's mouth. Isn't that wise? I think that's very, very wise. Uh, And then he says this, they are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. This is what we get to do as parents, to give instruction, to teach wisdom. Don't forget your parents' teaching. I like that when we get older, too. We remember the things that our parents did that maybe at the time we didn't really understand, but later on uh, we figured it out. Um, why they taught us those things. Um, this is something that I think maybe if you struggle with, hit, get back to Scripture and get into it. Remember the first time if you became a dad, what that was like? You know, for me, our first kid, James, we were married more than eight years before uh, our first child came along. For a while, we thought maybe God's not going to let us have children. Maybe there's something wrong. Maybe there's just, um, you know, some reason. And, um, you know, we went to the doctors and we did all of that and uh, didn't find anything wrong. Um, and then we were blessed with James who came along and Christy was in labor for about 24 hours. And there was some problem with the uh, delivery and the doctor came in and they said, well, this is going on. And he was just very kind of matter of fact, you know, straightforward about facts. And he goes, okay. Well, you've been going on, and uh, there's some distress here, and there's about a 75% chance that if you uh, continue uh, with uh, natural childbirth here, you're going to have you know, regular childbirth. You're going to have uh, brain damage with the kid, um, or you can have a cesarean section right now, and uh, he'll be fine. And he said, I'm going to give you two minutes to decide. That's exactly what he said. I'm going to give you two minutes to decide, and he left the room, closed the door. 
And it was just me and Christy, and then there was a nurse in the room who's monitoring all the statistics. And we'd been up all night. 24 hours, we're up all night, and we're watching this. This nurse was, you know, chatty and kind of fun with us for a while, but she'd gotten real serious. So we, we kind of figured out something's not right. So we prayed about it. Seemed like the odds were better for that uh, uh, emergency operation. He came back in. He said, what did you decide? We said, we'll go for the cesarean. And bam, they just wheeled her out of there, and they threw on that uh, crazy hospital gown on me and sat me in the cold hallway. And I'll never forget sitting in that hallway by myself, praying for my new son and praying for my wife. Actually, I didn't know he was a son yet. We didn't know until he was actually born. So we had two different names that we were we were waiting on. And uh, I'll tell you what, from the time that they wheeled her out to the time he was born, it was like nine minutes or something. But it sounded, it felt like it was an hour. One minute. And then he's born, and it's just the greatest moment. And we named him James. And um, they took her away to to, uh, to deal with the surgery for her and handed him to me, and I did some of the stuff, and I just sat with him on my lap for a while till Christy was ready. And uh, we hadn't eaten anything. Eventually about, it was like 5 in the morning, about 8 o'clock, finally I was able to go down and get something to eat. And I was in the hospital cafeteria eating a breakfast burrito, and I still remember what it tastes like, that breakfast burrito. I remember what it looked like. And I'm just bawling. And suddenly, you know, I'm a dad. And uh, it's one of the greatest days of, of my life right there. And then all the weight that comes on you when you're, you're a father. How do you do this? There's not really a good manual except that there is. There is the book of Proverbs. There is the scriptures. And we have a father in heaven who is our great example. And one of the things that I would tell you to do Whatever your situation is, if you are a dad, do the best you can to try to be with your kids. Not just like quality time when you're doing some planned activity. Be around. You know, I think that my kids right now have longed for me just to be present. Even if I'm busy, even if I'm doing work or doing yard work or doing something, I think our kids want us to be around. And if if you're struggling with being around, find a way find a way to be around your kids. And if it's awkward and weird, just push through it. Push through it and do it. I know a a pastor, I won't say who it is, a famous pastor, but he and his dad didn't get along and they knew that if they didn't push through it, they would have, they would become estranged. And they said that they went to lunch every Friday for six months and didn't say a word to each other at lunch, just sat across the table from each other, eating their food, not saying a word. It took six months before they could have a conversation. That's how messed up they were. But it took a long time, but their relationship got a lot better. You got to push through it. You got to be patient. You got to do that. And you can, and I think the Lord blesses that. I think that he blesses that effort. It's honoring to him. Do that with your kids. Some Father's Day advice. Hey, if you want to tell us your, your story about your dad, we'd love to hear your story about your dad. And uh, a way to honor him is call us up on our program. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. It's Father's Day weekend. Hope that you've got some good plans. Maybe, maybe the best plan sometimes for Father's Day is no plan. I'm sure that at least one year I asked for a nap. That's all I wanted. For Father's Day, just give me a nap, and then we'll get up and we'll play video games or do whatever. Uh, sometimes that feels really good. I think for dads, you know, that's kind of the simple thing. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You give us a call tell us about your dad. If you've got a dad story that you want to share with us or a dad joke, 
If you want to honor your dad, give us a call, 888-528-2557. And I wanted to remind you, too, that, you know, dads, and the same goes for moms. It's Dad's Day, so we're talking about dads. But, you know, being a dad, you've got this great responsibility to teach your kids, to influence other people, and to teach them so that they will teach other kids. And when we look at our society that is breaking down, it's it's pretty serious, the breakdown. We've got inflation coming up that is going to hurry that up, right? People get really stressed about uh, finances. And uh, Frank Lunds, you know who that guy is? He's the guy who sits all the people up and he asks some questions and he does surveys. He said yesterday that when 4th of July happens, there's just going to be a national reckoning of how bad inflation is right now. And it's pretty bad. I don't know if you've been out there and you tried to buy a hamburger or something or just tried to buy a hamburger went in, in the meat counter. If you're going to have, the reason he thinks that is because the 4th of July is going to happen and people are going to go do a couple of things. They're going to fill their tank and a lot of us aren't filling our tanks. You know, the whole Shaquille O'Neal thing where you save money by not filling up your whole tank. You're not really saving money, but what he means is it's a long story. He kind of jokes about this on the air and people tease him about it. But what he means is, is if you go to the gas station and you only put $60 in your, your gas tank, you feel better about it, even though you didn't get as much gas and you have to go to get more often. You feel a lot better about $60 than you would $130, which is what it might actually cost to fill up your tank. And I get that. I think he's, you know, they tease him because he's, he's trying to claim that you're saving money. He, he doesn't really mean that. You're not saving money, but you're saving the feeling of putting $130 in your tank. I did that the other day. It was just shocking. But you're going to have the same feeling when you decide you're going to have you're going to fill up your tank because you're going somewhere for Fourth of July. That's what uh, he thinks we're going to feel. And you are if you're having a Fourth of July party, a barbecue or something, you're going to go buy meat. And maybe you haven't looked at the price of steak lately. Maybe you haven't looked at the price of that tri-tip you're going to get. It's unbelievable. It's shocking how expensive things are, and that is going to undermine an awful lot in our country. And that's another thing to pray for is pray for families, right? Families are are teetering so badly on the cost of things and the gas, the inflation, the food, the things that we really need, it's it's going to change things. Um, and it's going to be a rough summer, I think. I think we're in for the inflation for a while. Um, nobody wants to admit what it is. You know, the president likes to blame Putin, blame the oil companies, blame all these other people. But at the end of the day, there's a whole bunch of things probably to blame. And uh, spending a whole bunch of money on stuff that we can't afford, I think, personally, I think that's number one. Our deficit spending is catching up with us. We were trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. You know, the economy has to has to fill that. That, that money that the government prints, it's going to chase after goods and services until the prices equal that amount of money, and that's what brings everything up, and it affects things. You know something about dads is when you were a kid – your dad had to deal with inflation, depending on how old you are. If you grew up, though, in the 70s or 80s, early 80s, your your family was dealing with inflation just like now. Uh, it was pretty terrible, and there have been other periods of time in history where people had to put up with it. And the best thing to know is that we make it through, right? We'll make it. But another piece of it is, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, how great it is that your parents dealt with that, that as hard as this is going to be, I think that a lot of us, most of us, are going to rise to the occasion. And we're going to protect our kids from the stress, the financial stress. I remember one time I wanted to buy these two Garfield comic books. We were in the supermarket, and they were five ninety nine each. And my mom wouldn't let me buy them. 
And then I went home and I complained to dad and he said, no, she did the right thing. We can't afford that. And I thought, how can we not afford $12? Well, I found out later that my dad had worked it out where after paying all the bills, after getting the food, after the budget that they put together, our family had $5 left after the paycheck, $5. Now, for inflation, if we were to do that today, maybe it would be the same as 20 bucks or $25 you know, in today's numbers. But still, that's it. And if something were to go wrong, something were to break, you know, one of the few times in my life I ever heard my dad swear was because the garbage disposal broke. And I remember coming home from school, and he's sitting in the kitchen with pieces of the garbage disposal everywhere, tiny little pieces. And I walked around the corner, and he said a word I can't say on the station. And I walked back. And it's because he was trying to save money, but the thing was broke and he tried to fix it somehow, and he couldn't. And at the time, I thought, well, let's just get a new one. But now I know. We couldn't afford a new one. New one was out of the question. And, uh, you know, all of that being said, I'm glad I was protected from kind of that understanding. And a lot of, a lot of families are going through that right now. Why aren't we doing this anymore? Why aren't we able to do this? Well, because gas is $7 a gallon, and the food is outrageous. Um, you know, that's another way you can you can build up your parents, uh, the things that they had to deal with that maybe they protected you from. Great way to do it. 888-528-2557 is the number. It's Father's Day weekend. If you would like to share a story about your dad, we'd love to hear that story and honor them with that. Encourage us with some advice that you can pass on, maybe you got from your parents, from your dad, 888-528-2557. Uh, Robert from Long Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, uh, Scott, I just want to make a quick comment. I, I, I like what you said about the book of Proverbs, which is a very powerful book. Um, when you said about that sometimes we pass the responsibility to the mother, I, I remember that telling that to my, my kids uh, when they come to ask me for something. And I always said, you know, what do your mom said? And it was actually just to be in sync. I didn't want to have an issue where right. she said no, and then I said yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's what it's what what the proverbs you know the book says you know you got to make sure that uh, you can't contradict so you have to make sure that um, for me that was the case I wanted to make sure that there was no uh, discrepancy on any she if she said well ask for that first then we can get together and talk about it but if she already said no and then I say yes then that's a problem right there because then the kid knows who to go to first that's right instead of having a, an agreement that's yes. pretty much what I, I wanted to say so if I would have known. I grew up Catholic not knowing anything, so if I would have known that the book of Proverbs was there, I think I would have been even I think I would have done an even better job with my kids as a father. Yeah, that's why I'm sharing it with people. I think uh I think a lot of Christians don't know the book of Proverbs is there. They've heard about it and they, they maybe hear the Proverbs here and there, but they don't realize that it's an instruction manual for parents. Uh, oh no, when you read it, you I mean I was like where was this when I was growing up? I would have learned a lot more than what I know. I did what I could with what I knew, but my dad was kind of absent most of the time. So I, I learned from my friends on the streets, you know, hanging out, whatever. But it, it just, I learned what not to do as when I when I became a father. But that book, if, I mean, that's I, I will say, if you need, if you have little kids, you got to start now. You got to start learning and reading and, and abiding by that book because that's a beautiful book. To be yeah, it is. Robert, thank right. you for your and, call. Appreciate it oh, very thank much. You. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thanks have for a, listening. Have a good weekend too. Thank you too. Thanks for listening to Southern California Live. You know, Robert also points out something. I should clarify this: that 
you know, when my kids come to me and they ask me to do something and I say, what does your mother say? I'm not passing on all the responsibility to my wife. I think that's something that we do sometimes as guys too. It's like, I don't want to be involved in this. Let, you know, we want to be on the same page with our, our spouse for sure. And we don't want our kids to play off each other. My kids will do that. You know, I think all kids do that. I'm sure I did that with my parents, you know, and, uh, I've had them like ask me something and then go ask mom, then ask me slightly differently then go ask mom slightly differently. You know, one time, uh, my son, John was asking us both things and Christy was upstairs. I was downstairs and he'd go upstairs. He'd come back a few minutes later with a new version, kind of of the same thing. John's one of these kids who you, you have to be very precise. He will point out the flaw in whatever it is that, you know, you said, can I play video games, dad? No. Then later he'll come by and he'll say, can I play? And then he'll say the name of the video game. And then he'll say it's an educational game. It's still a game. You know, he'll, he'll find a way. So he's going up and doing this with me and mom. And finally he goes upstairs and I hollered out, 15 love, my serve again. And, uh, you know, you can have that kind of good relationship uh, with, your, with your spouse on there. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. It's Father's Day weekend. If you got some advice that your dad gave you that you want to share or you just want to do a shout-out to your dad, tell us a dad joke you can call uh, it's Open Line Friday. You can call about anything at all that you want to. And um, when we get back, we will share a little bit of the great advice you, we get from Scripture. And I'll show you, I think you're going to see it, just how relevant it is, too. You know, uh, Robert, our, our last caller, he just pointed out, you know, how much he would have benefited from that as a kid. You know, this is why this is here. And the times have changed. I don't know. Maybe we got lazy as a culture because we used to get good moral teaching from the schools and uh, the Sunday schools, you know, maybe were more active or people were more active in church. We need to wake up to the fact that if your kids are going to get any sort of wisdom teaching in the world, it's only coming from you, most likely. Uh, you know, maybe 30 minutes from your Sunday school teacher. Uh, that's it. Youth, youth leader, uh, it's got to come from you. Uh, book of Proverbs, it's a manual for parents for how to do it. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, Friday edition. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Scott Furrow with you today on a great Friday afternoon. It's great to be with you today. 888-528-2557 is the number. If you want to join our conversation, talking about our dads, if you've got a great Father's Day story, story about your dad, give us a call. Let us know what that is, 888-528-2557. Kathleen from, it doesn't say where you're from. Where are you from, Kathleen? Escondido. Uh, from Escondido. How you doing, Kathleen? Good. Good. Tell us your Father's Day story. Okay. Well, my dad grew up in a very rough background. He was, we were poor, and we didn't have a lot, but he had to for a living, and um, he learned to be a very good athlete. And so he got a football scholarship to college, and he also was in the boxing and the wrestling program. So he used to say, uh, uh, he had a thing, he would say, roll with the punches and look for an opening to strike. And so that was something to go along with boxing. So that rolling with the punches has always stayed with me, like, Whatever happens in life, you got to roll with it. you got to adjust. You can, you can also then look for ways to be proactive. Mm. So 
that, that just kind of stayed with me, and I've always remembered that thing by my dad. He, he was a, a good man, too, that that uh, kind of raised himself up in that rough um, upbringing. And I, yeah. I wish he would have known the Lord before he died, but I mm. pray for him all the time. It's, Kathleen, thank uh, you for sharing your story. Yeah, Kathleen, thank you for calling us at Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. Roll with the punches. You know, I feel like uh, culturally we don't want to have punches. We want to pretend there's a way to not have punches in life, and that's terrible advice. You're going to have punches. You're going to get hit pretty hard. And the advice is to keep going, get up, and don't give up. Sometimes we get punched pretty hard. Sometimes we uh, punch ourselves pretty hard because we did something stupid, but other times other people are doing stupid things or just stupid things happen. You got to roll with the punches. Really good advice there. 888-528-2557. We're talking about how Proverbs is a manual for parents, for dads, for how to teach our kids, but it's a manual for each of us. It doesn't have to be kids. It's just something that ought to be taught to kids. It's something that I think we start too late we come to a point, I think, in life where we realize some of this stuff a little bit late, and there's so much value here. In chapter 3, I'm going to just read a couple of things to you. Do not withhold good from the from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. Now, this is biblical advice for what to teach a kid about how to live life. This is wisdom. The book of Proverbs is about wisdom. If you want to be a good parent or you want to learn how to navigate this world, you you don't need... You need knowledge, but not as much as you need wisdom. You know, an understanding of the law, understanding of ethics, understanding of all the, you can have a bunch of academic understanding, but if you really want to make it through life, it's wisdom. And Proverbs does a couple of things. It gives you some knowledge that helps you with wisdom, but it also tells you that wisdom takes some time. And the more you stay on the right path, the more you stay on the path in life, the path that is that is lit up where your word is a lamp unto uh, my path, a light into my feet, into my path. You take one foot after another. That's wise. You stay on the path that the word of God will illuminate for you. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. What a great piece of advice for your kids. You know, you want to help your kids not be selfish. You want to help your kids not be entitled. You want to help your kids relate to people who have a different background, different story, teach them to be to do good to those to whom it's due when it's in your power to act. We all have the ability at different times to build other people up to help people. Right there. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. Verse 28. I like that one. It reminds me of a joke. You know the comedian Stephen Wright? My favorite Stephen Wright jokes is he said, I was with my friend, uh, my friend George, and I owed him $50, and I had it on me. I just never bothered to pay him. And then one day we were walking down the street, and we got pulled into an alley and we got mugged and the guy said, give me all your money. And I said, all right, just a second, George, here's the $50 I owe you. That's pretty funny right there, right? Uh, it reminds me of that. Hey, you know what? The reason for this passage here is don't say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you have it already with you. It's because it's fraud to not pay back something to your neighbor. If you have it with you, you do that right away. You get rid of your, your debts. Verse 29, do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. The, you know, right there, there's so much. You could just preach that for days about how we plot harm against other people uh, who live trustfully. We're to, 
you know, a good society is a society where we can trust each other and we're pulling away from each other in so many ways that it's hard to trust those who live near us, isn't it? Do not accuse anyone for no reason when they have done you no harm. We're really quick today to just accuse people of things that they might have done something or maybe they didn't. See what I mean? You can go through this book. Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. We are living at a time where the violence is increasing. We're seeing it in our streets. We're seeing it in our homes. We're seeing it in political violence. You know, a lot of stock right now about the right-wing violence because of the stuff in Washington. But we've been seeing violence on the left and right. We're seeing it in the uh, pregnancy counseling centers in a serious way here. It's destroying the, the entire culture. It destroys families, people. Don't envy the violent. The violent are not worthy of being envied. Uh, and don't choose any of their ways. All of their ways are wrong. You're going to live a better life if you believe that, if you believe what the Scriptures actually have to say. Uh, let's go to Jerry in Los Angeles. Jerry, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to uh, uh, say a big shout-out and thanks to my dad, who gave me some very, very deep wisdom as a 17-year-old in 1973. I was going to impulsively enlist in the military, and uh, I was trying to do it without him knowing it, uh, and also my mom, because I was afraid they'd be worried. But 1973, so Vietnam War is uh, raging. Well, it was really winding down, but it was yeah. still there, and, and certainly in everybody's consciousness. Right. So I uh, didn't want my parents to worry. <laughs> they found out, as parents do, and my dad has said, we have to have a talk at the dinner table, just you and me, son. And I'll never forget, my dad, as a combat Marine from World War II, said, I admire what you're doing, and I want you to go ahead and proceed to do that. You're going to be 18 soon and making all your own decisions, but don't do it impulsively uh, because your friends are doing it. I saw too many good men killed in World War II because of bad decisions, and I'd hate for my son to go off and make a decision he didn't think through and uh, there's something about what's gone on the last 10 years that bothers me with the Vietnam War. No disrespect at all for the men that were there, the highest mm-hmm. regard, if you will, but just a lot of uncertainty in what was going on and what we were fighting for, as you remember. But never had I seen a father's love in his eyes and care that came through. And uh, heed your father's wisdom no matter what age you are. It's very, very deep, and they're not old-fashioned, as I thought back then. They they really carry forward from life a lot of great experience. That's right. Jerry, thank you very much for your call. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. Thank you for your time. You know, I think that uh, that is really the theme here today is wisdom. You know, if you got some wisdom from your dad, Maybe you got some wisdom the other way because they didn't do the wise thing, but you learned wisdom anyway because you saw, hey, that doesn't work. Those are some great things. That's what we're really called, you know, to be as followers of of Jesus to navigate this life. You need wisdom. We only have a minute left. You know, uh, I got a lot of stories about my dad. Um, my dad did not grow up in an easy household. He was living with his grandparents a good amount of the time. His parents were alcoholics, and it was bad. And my dad trusted the Lord, and he has pushed through so many things in life because no matter what happened, he knew that he had a father in heaven. He knew that God was his strength. He learned that at an early age. 
He knew he wanted to be in ministry at an early age, even when he had struggles, even when he had no real good example. He loved his dad. He loved his mom. He loved his family deeply, for sure. But something that I am blessed with is a father who was faithful. And um, it's hard to talk about because that faithfulness didn't come out of a charmed life. It didn't come out of a life where everything was easy or where they had any money because they didn't. It wasn't out of a life where he had just the best examples or the best schools or the best of anything. And yet my dad, who never got to be rich, who never got to have, you know, the kind of maybe things that we would consider to be success, he had success, he still has success in being faithful in his life, faithful to God's call, faithful to his wife of 60 years now, faithful to his kids, faithful to his grandkids. Two minutes. And it's a blessing for me that he was my dad. Dad, I love you. And I miss you. You know, friends, you've got a father in heaven. However emotional this weekend can be, would you remember this, that you've got a father in heaven and he is your friend. And he is not so distant that he's off in the holy other. He's given you his word. Go read it. Get into it. Get to know him. Talk to him. He sits on a throne of grace. It's not a throne of judgment, a throne of you're going to get in trouble. He'll discipline you, but because he loves you and he doesn't leave you, he stays with you and he wants you to get on the right path. He wants you to be on the path of wisdom and he's giving it to you like a good father, like the best father. He's the best father you will ever have and will always be your father. If you want to know that father, you can write me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'll share with you about Jesus. I'll tell you more about how to know that father. In the meantime, everybody, I hope that you have a great Father's Day, a great Father's Day in the Lord. And whatever your plans are, have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. God bless you. And uh, thanks for listening to Southern California Live. You can get the podcast of this program by going to kkla.com. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.